Welcome everyone to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You have Swiss and Greg here with two deals that were announced recently. First up, WebCloud is going public. It is doing a merger with a SPAC that was raised by Howard Lindzen and his firm Social Leverage back in the SPAC boom. And so WebCloud, it's raising, it will, it will be taking in $345 million from the SPAC and as, as well an additional $50 million. So around just over $400 million total. And so, or just around there. So the company is interesting, pitching itself as a picks and shovel play on blockchain infrastructure. So they have data centers. They work with different projects and protocols, storage, compute infrastructure provider for web three it's pretty heavy on buzzwords in the in the press release but when you look at the deck it does it does seem kind of interesting so they are a joint venture between amd and consensus i think is 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 how it's structured and essentially what that means is it's working directly with the hardware expertise of amd and then the software expertise from consensus and consensus, the Ethereum, one of the Ethereum uh, agencies that, that helps develop a bunch of things in that ecosystem. So you have kind of a meeting of the minds uh, through this company and it makes sense that they would be going public. I think, I think it's a really interesting deal. Um, I would really love to learn more about how they structure their partnerships. What exactly those, look like my assumption is after reading through the materials that they they likely help out new projects directly so if you wanted to if you wanted to run a proof of stake network let's say um you would need to organize the validators that are going to be on that network and try to coordinate people and try to find people who are going to be able to provide the some of the core um infrastructure for that despite you know the decentralization ethos of of hoping that people kind of come in into it, you still need those initial providers to help uplift the network. It we see it in Cosmos chains, you see it in uh, in, in a lot of these different proof of stake networks, actually, where you have some core validators who are who are experts at providing it, providing the infrastructure, and then other people latch on and 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 come into the fold. So this is a it's an interesting company. I'm really I'm actually kind of excited for them to go public because then we'll be able to read their transcripts and, and read their, through their financials and stuff and their decks every quarter and, and learn a lot about what's going on. So this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I didn't know, uh, Greg, did you have a chance to, to look much into this one? Um, I, I've never heard of them before. Um, I did get to, you know, read through the article and I think it's really, telling that they're having some of these bigger companies like AMD and consensus partnering with them. Uh, it shows they're, you know, not just kind of, uh, they're, they're a large, they're, um, trying to really play in the big, big boys field, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it seems like they're bringing a lot of big investments into this. And I mean, we're always going to need more infrastructure and more decentralized infrastructure. So I, I'm all for more and more companies coming in and providing that service. Yeah, and as a joint venture between AMD and Consensus, that that really the the gravitas of the teams here is is really what speaks volumes to me. Uh, 
There's and, good word usage. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I, I really want to know more about what what they actually do. It's kind of difficult to dig through the the materials and figure out what's what they actually do, like what their unit economics look like and and what what they're monetizing. Um, cause there's so much buzzwords, but I actually really liked the investor deck. So you can view that in the, in the link. I think there's a link right there in the press release to it. And I would just encourage people to check that out. This was interesting because you don't see a lot of SPAC deals anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, this is interesting cause it's not, it, this isn't too like going to be a pure crypto play where they have a coin or anything. This is a, a company that's going to be publicly traded on the stock market. Yeah, and they did. Uh, they're expecting. Uh, oh no! In 2021, they did 40 million in revenue with a 73 percent EBITDA margin. So that suggests that they are very profitable in the eyes of Wall Street, and that's 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 the difference here between this company and and others in in some of the high flying tech world where they're just losing insane amounts of money. This company actually appears to be profitable on an EBITDA basis, so that that's special. And the, I think if it's kind of like, well, where do they go from here? Okay, so twenty twenty one obviously was a boom year for crypto, and and all of their clients were probably doing really well. So now we have to watch. You know, how are they going to navigate to the, the down market? And is demand for the service going to go away? Probably not. So. At a, I think it's going public at a $1.25 billion valuation. So that's that's pretty high, but I think there's room for that to run. You know, if, if this company continues to grow its, its market share and if the crypto market and the crypto, the, the ecosystem of potential clients continues to grow for them, it's it could do really well, I think, as an investment, maybe. But I still think it's gonna it's going to be very correlated to the price of Bitcoin, just like all the other crypto stocks. So for me, I'm not as interested in in really owning a, one of these. But it's it's still going to be fun because we're going to get a lot of information from their quarterly releases. Yeah, that's another good point. With being a public company, they have to disclose a lot more information than most of these crypto firms have to disclose. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the the article you have here uh, on Ledger, just to kind of pivot over, I would be interested if they ever go public, you know, we'd get a lot of really inf interesting information out of them. But um, why don't I kick it over to you for, for Ledger's news here? Yeah, so actually, this is a really um, good, timely article. Uh, I just want to quickly touch, there was a large um, attack on the Solana blockchain. Well, not on Solana blockchain, on wallets that are on Solana blockchain, um, specifically hot wallets, um, both mobile, desktop, iOS, Android. I mean, it's it's affected everything. Um, there's been over 8,000 victims at the moment. They've stolen upwards of $70 million. And um, like I said, it's been all from hot wallets. So... Kind of going off of that, Ledger, which sells hardware wallets, uh, they started in 2014. Um, they've sold about 3 million hardware, hardware wallets to date. Uh, these wallets let you store your own crypto, um, kind of keep it completely in your possession. So there's no 
connection to the internet, no connection to anybody else. It's all in your um, sole possession. Um, they are looking to raise $100 million, and they are actually looking to uh, raise at a valuation of higher than what they raised at last year. So last year they raised $380 million at a $1.5 billion valuation. And so the fact that they're actually looking to raise at a higher valuation is uh, pretty remarkable with the current um, bear market. Uh, most crypto companies are not seeing higher valuations right now if they are seeing any sort of new funding at all. Uh, do you get a chance to look at this? Yeah, totally. So this is really quite something. They've raised $468 million to date, and they've raised $380 million in in a Series C round in June 2021. So they're raising while they're raising a smaller round, it's still, as you said, at a higher valuation. So that's that's the trajectory they're going for. But like I said, I'm trying to figure out what their end game is here because if, as you raise more and more money, it becomes more difficult to to exit. And so are they are they looking to sell to maybe like a Coinbase? Are they going to go public? I'm really curious what their plans are at Ledger. But the again, like that would be a really cool one to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah they are. They're quite a mature company. I mean, you're looking at a eight-year-old company with um, upwards of 300 employees. Uh, so they're not, you know, some new startup. Um, uh, yeah, we could definitely see some sort of acquisition possibly being happening at some point. Yeah. And so are they are they staying consumer-oriented? Because Ledger's, if you're a consumer interacting with a lot of these different um, crypto networks, the Ledger is kind of like the standard wallet, the hardware wallet. And most people I know own more than one. And so I'm just wondering, like, are they going to go into an enterprise market or are they going to just, is there assumption just everybody's going to own crypto and everybody, every single person is going to need a hardware wallet or maybe more than one? Because I mean, how big does this market even get if you're just yeah. buying wallets? No, that's a great, uh, great question. Because um, yeah, you think, I mean, 3 million wallets. So, I mean, even if... I mean, yeah, you think they triple, quadruple, however much, but eventually at some point, everybody's going to have a wallet that wants a wallet. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, what's the, maybe what's the product? Maybe they branch out into other products. Maybe they're, yeah, I don't know. There's no, this article makes it, there's no mention of anything else. It seems like they're looking to continue to grow as a consumer. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't announced any, I don't think they've yeah. publicly talked about it. So my guess is maybe there's the product markets or the, I'm sorry, the product updates that they do. Cause they just came out with a new one. And so Correct. maybe you get kind of like a release cycle, but at the same time, a new wallet means a new set of keys. So you have to, you have to move your assets around. Like I'm not really interested in. Yeah. It's not, it's not as easy as just like a new phone. For yeah. instance, you're, it's a little more involved. So usually once somebody gets a ledger or whatever hardware wallet, you kind of want to try to stay on it just for <laughs> ease of not having, like you said, to move all your assets and set up new keys and just everything that's involved with that. Yeah. And then I just wanted to comment on the, the Solana thing, because from what I could tell reading about it, there's an exploit through a permission. So so you had to have granted permission to your wallet as a trusted app. So is that right? Is that right? Because this is 
this is like pretty concerning for the the phone that they're trying to that the team there's some team that's doing a phone on Solana but like the the inside of the phone is going to have its own wallet a hot wallet I think so um you know this is pretty this is kind of concerning if you if you think about how that can work from a security perspective but if if this was all about people granting access to their wallet through a trusted app, like a, a, some kind of exchange, then that's kind of on the user. Yeah. And I think they're, it's still not 100%. I think no, they haven't exactly figured, what, it, what was happening. Like, you know, what happened, it's still kind of almost an ongoing thing. I see. Um, but yeah, from what I can see, they're saying that best way to minimize your risk is to, um, revoke all access to any application. So if you do have a phantom wallet that hasn't been drained yet, I would go in and revoke all accesses to all apps that you have. Right. Um, and it's just saying it's affecting wallets that have been inactive yeah. for over six months. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's something that it's not like, uh, someone just clicked a button and then it is doing stuff. It's, it's, um, it seems like it's been oh, know, oh. sitting there for a while or. Yeah, this is interesting. Okay, I'm, so there's all sorts of back and forth on what this is about. No, there's mm -hmm. not. Doesn't I see what you're saying? There doesn't seem to be consensus on what this is is being caused by. So yeah, it's pretty concerning. Yeah, so it's it's almost an ongoing thing right now. But um, I guess that's just another another uh, notch in Ledger's case for everybody getting a hardware wallet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I mean, you still have to manage permissions. Correct. I mean, so it's still, it's the wild west. Yeah. We're still in the yeah, wild west. Yeah, 100%. Say every other day you have these crazy hacks on one chain or the next and it's, it's yeah, Well, I mean, and, and some of them it's hacks or, you know, errors in code, like with the, the nomad bridge. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's not even anything that somebody did maliciously. It's, but yeah, like you said, it can it can happen. So stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great note to end on. I think we're yep. at time here. So Greg, always a pleasure. I know we have uh, another episode planned for later this week on Friday, and we will see everyone then. Sounds good, Swiss. Have a good rest of your day.